What's going on, everybody? This is Jeremy Hayes with the Fadeaway Fitness This Side of the Rim official podcast. This is season four, episode number four. Today, I got my guy, Brad Nilsson. He's the creative director and videographer for Hoop Study and uh, world, world-renowned trainer DJ Sackman. Uh, Brad, say what's up to everybody here. What's up, everyone? Brad, love having you on. I'm glad we could finally connect and uh, jump on this podcast and make it work and hear a little bit more about your journey here. Cool. So let's ju- literally jump right into it. Like, tell me about yourself. Where are you from? Hometown? Grow up? And like, kind of how you uh, how you were raised as a kid. Um. Yeah. I'm from a very small town in upstate New York. It's called uh, Menacing Valley. It's like ten minutes from Middletown, but it's also like only an hour from the city. Um. Yeah. I grew up there my whole life. A lot of farmland and all that. So. <laughs> so talk about like almost like as a kid growing up, um, small town, like your background in sports and kind of how that like shaped you for like your future for today. Yeah, so I played, I mean, growing up, I played all sports, basically. I was a baseball player, basketball, football, and it was really just a small community. So everyone really knew each other. And like, it was, I mean, it was, those were the glory days for me. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, so you like I said, you play multiple sports. I said basketball, baseball, football. Like, yeah. do you think that like playing multiple sports helps you kind of like grow as like a well-rounded athlete? I think I like to ask this question a lot and see what different answers can kind of people kind of generalize in because it just depends on like I know a lot of people that play a lot of different sports and then maybe they are a step behind maybe when they get to call high school, college, or if they try to move on to professional ranks, but then. Um, I know people who only specialize in soccer all year um, round, and it just seems like they almost get burnt out by the time they're, like, middle of their high school career. Yeah, yeah. So I I do think at a young age people should try playing a lot of sports because they're not going to know what they like until they do try it. But at the same time, I think when you get to that high school, like that 10th grade level, you should – possibly try and pick the one you like the most and really focus on that but going back to it like if you if you're a young kid and you just focus and specialize on one sport i feel like there's a lot a lot of you could burn yourself out quick yeah right 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 i think there's so many so many pieces of like the athletic like genetic traits that like people miss out on if they decide to specialize um, yeah. or at a younger age, like I said, I, yeah. I, I, I told, I tell this story a lot. I got a kid, um, been working with him for a couple of years. Uh, first team, all state in football, first team, all state in baseball, first team, all state in basketball. And then like, now he decided he wanted to go and play in college and like, uh, pick a sport pretty much. So he ended up choosing basketball and it was like, it was weird for him because this was the first time he ever like officially decided to specialize in one specific sport um and i'm anxious to see how he kind of pans out in college just because like what if he would have specialized sooner or what if he would have maybe gave up uh one or two sports at a younger age to focus on a sport so yeah i think that like if people can play multiple sports i think it really really helps like all general like skill sets and you become like a a more well-rounded athlete but then also i i do believe that like at some point you need to start having like different talks with yourself of like, okay, I'm getting pretty good at baseball. I'm getting pretty good at, at golf, something like, I feel like at what age is it appropriate to now let's start narrowing it down and try to focus on being the best I can at one. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it was my 10th grade year, I believe. Right. I, uh, and the whole reason behind that was, yeah, I loved basketball and, like, things were starting to come together for me. College, college interest, all that. But I really did love to play baseball and football as well. The only reason why I really chose to lock in was I was scared of getting hurt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And yeah, up, like football goes right into basketball season, so it's tough. It's like you get hurt, you're, you're screwed for the whole basketball season. Yeah, and you never know what's going to happen. Like I said, all it takes is one little one little tweak, one little moment where you yeah. could you could shift an ankle or your knee gives out, and then next thing you know, everything you've kind of worked on your entire life has just kind of gone to shambles real quick. Yeah, for sure. So talk about, like I said, you're, you're, you're growing up, said, in a smaller area, um, yeah. starting to have a little bit of success, but, like, did you guys have any, like, major influences on you, on you, like, when you were growing up? Any, like... Um, people that really stood out that really kind of mentored you and took you under your wing and like led you in a more positive direction um i mean yeah there's a few people a bunch of coaches that were like you know they we didn't really have great au teams we weren't in the circuit or nothing so right um one of my one of my mentors sal d'angelo he um he was the he was a guy who like just took on the au team and kind of just put in a lot of hours with us. He, um, if we wanted to work out Saturday, 7 a.m. to 12 p.m., you know, like in the afternoon, like he was there. Um, another influence I would probably drop was my dad, just being a support. Right. And, um, yeah, my parents in general, they really supported everything I did. So that was, that was a good feeling. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I think you have to have those like those positive influences around you. That, like I said, it, it, no matter what you're kind of going through, you always have somebody that you can kind of look up to. You can kind of talk yeah, to. You true. can kind of relate to. And like I said, you can just bounce bounce ideas off of. And like, it doesn't have to be like like they're gonna push you in one direction. I feel like it's more so like their hand is like gently on your back, kind of guiding you in the in the right direction, letting you kind of figure out your own path. But like. Yeah. If you start to fall, they're there to kind of help catch you and then pick you back up and go from there. Exactly, and that, that wraps my dad to a T right there, right. to be honest with you. 100%. I think they said that's so, so beneficial for all young athletes to have. Um, but now talk about talk about your high school career, and like I said, leading that into how, how you decided to go to college. So how was your high school career for all sports? All sports? I mean, I didn't really – I played ninth grade football, 10th. 10th grade, I gave it up, and baseball, I gave up in ninth grade as well. So, and those are those are like the JV years for that. Right. But basketball, I um, I was on varsity as a sophomore. I got a good amount of playing time, um, and then I had my junior year. We kind of had to. We lost a lot of players because they graduated, so I stepped up. It be, kind of just became the man, for lack of better terms. Right. Um, you would you you'd be surprised. Even though I'm from a small town in upstate New York, there's a lot of good competition out of my area, Section Nine. Yeah. Uh, they said I think I. Catholic is a good team. Um, but. 
Yeah. Now to talk about, like I said, you, you're, you're starting to have a little bit more success said as yeah. you start to grow in the, your freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. So like that transitions you to into college. So where'd you end up playing, uh, going to school? Did you play sports and kind of like, why did you choose to go to that school? I, I, um, I ended up graduating in 2014 and I chose to go, I had a bunch of like D3 interest and a couple D2s looking at me, but they weren't offering any money. So I chose to go to a small school, Misericordia University. Mm-hmm. It's in Dallas, Pennsylvania. Very small school. There's like 2,300 undergrad there. Wow. Yeah. And so I went there and I, I chose that school because... They had a good physical therapy program, and they were giving me the most money in grants and stuff. Right. So it was kind of like, I didn't really know. I, I took a visit there, and it was cool, but I didn't really know if it was the right fit. I kind of just leaped into it. Right. Um, and I ended up going there and transferring after a semester, to be honest with you, wow. because it wasn't, it wasn't the right fit for me. So. Right. So where'd you, where'd you end up choosing next? I... Chose, I, I did a, uh, a year off just to figure out what I wanted to do. And I went to Orange County Community College where I played a year. So that was, that was interesting. It was like 30 minutes, 20 minutes from my house. Right. So. And I, it was all right. It was an okay experience. It wasn't. <laughs> I think that, I think that like sometimes you have to go through the tough experiences for like yeah. what you really want to find. And like I said, it just becomes a lot of like trial and errors. Like maybe misericordia wasn't your cup of tea and like, yo, you got to try it. And if it's cool, then great. Stick with it. If it's not yeah. okay, then, then I'm not saying no harm lost, but at the same time you can, you can always kind of not like completely change, but I think you can pivot and shift your directions and like now go another route. So you took a year off, went to a community college and like said, it's just like, you got to keep, like chopping at that tree until you like finally can knock it down and find your find your path here um so so pretty much like lead that into after college what did you what'd you get into and then almost like how'd you like lead into like how'd you get into videography like for what you do today yeah so i mean when i took that year off i started working at a golf course and then i went back and played and i still had the job at the golf course so after my year of playing I went back there and the owner of the golf course was like, I had a drone at the time just cause I was interested in like, I don't know, flying it and just like, just bullshitting with it. Right. And, uh, so he was like, can you make a video? I was like, yeah, I can make a video with this. Of course. So I started off with that. And then even back in the day when I was playing, I used to make my little highlight tapes on huddle and stuff. Right stuff like that so I always had like a little interest in creating and after after my year of playing at Ock um and going back and making these little videos for the golf course and stuff I had like a little tragedy happen where my dad um passed away of cancer so I kind of just quit the golf course needed to like really find out what I loved because he was one that really pressured, not pressured, but like put into me that you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Right. So I was like, I, I definitely don't love working at this golf course. So I quit there, I picked up a camera and 
I just started networking, you know, um, little stuff for like basketball trainers I knew in my area. I just started shooting, um, and just little like you know, I was going on YouTube because I didn't know much at all about video creation. Right. So I was just going on YouTube, taking notes every day. Basically, my education right there. Right. So I just kept going and going and trusting the process, and it's it's led me to uh, actually do what I love, which is a beautiful thing, in my opinion. Yeah, hundred percent. I like I said, I totally agree with what you were saying. Like, if you really, really, truly love what you do, like. There's no burdens and like, yeah, you might have some stress here and there, but like at the end of the day, like I get to wake up and I get to dribble a basketball and I get to connect with people like that's, that's super dope. And like on your end of things, like you're still connected with basketball, a passion you had and love, but like now you really found your true, true, true desires of sitting behind the camera lens and like creating and just inspiring others. And like I said, it's just, it's just really powerful if like you really, really put your mind to it and like figure out what you really want you can really accomplish anything you really have in uh, like your desires to reach. Um, and like I said, we'll yeah, kind of go, go back. It's like, yeah, I love the game of basketball. And like, that was my passion growing up. I was a basketball junkie. Right. But I, I feel like so at some point you have to be kind of real with yourself. Right. And be like, yo, I'm not going to make the NBA. But I, that doesn't mean I have to give up the game. Right, right, right. And, there's still opportunity in the game, even though you're not playing anymore, which is a huge thing to think about. Oh, hundred percent. Like I said, what is it? Point point one percent make it to the NBA, yeah. but there's millions and millions of jobs and occupations of like that exactly. somehow revolve into basketball and into sports. So like I said, I feel like if at some point, like I said, you got to find what you really truly want and then work as hard as you can to reach that. And like, let's go back to what you just said a minute ago about like, so you went to one school, wasn't really your fit took a year off, went to another school, really, really wasn't your fit again. And then like you finally got into behind the camera, taking pictures, videos and stuff. And you said you learned everything you really needed to. It was just like with real life experiences, but then also like taking notes on YouTube. Like how, how does YouTube affect like jobs and people being able to go to school? Cause like you can really learn almost anything on the internet now for free. Yeah, I never went to school for any of this stuff. Right, and I think that's so big moving forward. I think it's just so big moving forward with, like, do I really, really need to go to school? Like, if I'm not going to get – if I'm not playing a, a sport, if I'm not, like, like going to be maybe even a doctor, like, take out some of that stuff. But, like, if I'm just going to go work and sit behind a computer and, like, type all day, like, do I need to go to school to do that? Yeah. Do you need $200,000 in student debt? Right. Not. 100%. So, like I said, I think it, at some point you need to start having talks with yourself of like, man, I really, really want to do this. And then even if you do have a job currently, great. Keep that job, but figure out how to like build your own brand, figure out how to do what you want to do outside of those hours and then keep grinding, keep keep pushing through like the long hours of the nights and stuff. And as it progresses, now try to see how you can make some money off that. Now see how you can make it a full-time profession. See how you can wake up and do whatever you want to do, whatever it is, regardless. And I tried, I mean, going back a little bit, when I left the golf course, I, I tried multiple things. Just, yeah, I knew I loved video creation, but I didn't know how to go about doing any of it. You know, I wasn't just going to pick up a camera. I'm, I mean, I needed, I needed to, one, like, 
learn some stuff first. So right. behind the scenes, I was doing that. But I was trying, like, my boy had a plumbing business. So I was doing that, which was awful. I tried doing <laughs> pools and stuff. Like, all this stuff. I tried selling sneakers. Right. Wasn't do it. Like, it's not until you try all these things to really narrow down what you actually love to do, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. 100%. So like almost like take what you just said and like at what point did you kind of see that you were starting to become a little bit more successful um with the with the whole content creation and videography um and like that you're kind of on the right path. Um probably about uh, I I got a uh one account at at one point probably like 3 months in and it wasn't anything crazy. It was like a little bit of money per month, but I was starting to make money on it. So I was like, I used that as fuel. I was like, if I can make a little bit of money right now and I barely know anything, right? But like, what can I do in a year from now where, you know, I'm going to be knowledgeable in this. I'm going to, I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to do my, put in the hours to actually be good at this. You right. know? So I think that kind of like, like uh slingshotted me into like a focus where I was just go, go, go. Just keep learning every day and it'll take care of itself. Just yeah. trust the process. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that like at some point, like you when you start to see a little bit of that success run, that here comes uh like the momentum shift. And I feel like it's yeah. a mindset thing, honestly, is like it yeah. like it it just like it fuels you to get out of bed. It fuels you to like work a little longer it fuels you to like push a little bit harder and then it gets to that it gets to that point where like man i'm starting to see some benefits that i've put in all this time and like okay well why should i stop now or like almost like why should i get comfortable and relax when i know i can do more i know i can give more and like i think at that point that's where your momentum shifter starts and i think as soon as you kind of get like get to that level you have to kind of keep your foot on the gas. Even if you like, like I said, even if you fail some, you got to be able to just like pivot and keep building the momentum. Cause as soon as you stop and kind of like not saying give up, but like put your head down, pout, or just even just relax and be comfortable. Like everything's great. Then I think at some point somebody else is going to pass you up and then you're going to just like not be left in the dust, but it's just like, you're losing a little bit of steam and energy and momentum just because you got a little bit too comfortable. Right. Yeah, it's an opportunities for sure. Right. Hundred percent. So I like think, yeah, just trusting the long term goal is huge. Like instant gratification's never gonna come and nothing good comes from it. Yeah. Yeah, all said, being able to grow and especially like I said in this in the social media era and like being able to grow and like yo, you see a video like do really, really well and like that is super, super dope. But like if you can just, like I said, keep chopping that tree down, keep going, keep pushing, keep yeah. plugging away. And like you said, the long-term effect, so much greater than like having one video go crazy. Yeah, great. I'm glad one video went wild, but like, what it can you do with the next one? What can you do with the next one? What can I keep pushing through? What can I keep pushing and keep grinding for? So what have been some of like the hardest parts about getting into, like I said, content creation and videography and like, has there been any adversity that you've kind of had to overcome with it? I think it's just like the biggest, the biggest thing for me was just the learning curve. Right. I think, um, you know, cause it does take a little bit to learn how to work a camera to, you know, properly shoot 
outside in dark areas inside you know stuff like that so the footage actually does look good right um and then just that's one aspect and then the other aspect is the editing part where you can it's kind of there's no right and wrong yeah it's it's kind of like just how i got creative with it and i think the biggest thing for me was is that i actually know the game of basketball you know so like i i knew what to look for and stuff with when I was doing these basketball mixes and for these trainers. So that was a big thing, just like the knowledge behind everything. Yeah, and I think that's huge because I said, especially like if you can get to the point where like you know what you want, you know what like your, your client is looking for as well. Yeah. You have open communication and like it's a sh- simple shoot, then it's awesome. And I think it's a lot of times like I know, in my opinion, just because I, I, I've worked with several other different camera people, but like watching watching somebody just randomly come up into a gym and just shoot whatever they want to shoot cool but then i'm like okay well the content that i was looking for is completely different when what they are looking for and i think that just having having like i said open communication and like like i said being um being creative i think is a big thing too because i think think there's times that just like people get into like videography and it's just like they see all the crazy mixtapes they see all the the highlight plays but they miss all the subtle little details that i think like i said the the not saying true professionals but i said the people that are better known in the in the videography industry like i think that they really really capture capitalize on yeah 100 percent so like honestly like take take like you were in in high school kind of let's say moved into into college and then got into some various different projects and then you got picked up a camera now all of a sudden you start to like build a little bit of momentum like how did you actually get connected with DJ Sackman It's a funny story actually so 10th grade year in high school um I was looking for an AU program to play for and my dad would literally take me anywhere for didn't matter as long as it was a good team or if it was um like the skills trainer is good right. so i i went down to this um program in Mawa, new jersey and dj was a trainer there so i started training with him for a year and that was like what really took my game to the next level right. he, like his even back then that was 2012 i believe 2011 yeah um and then you know i went my my separate ways and all that and then when i was playing for for the community college by me i saw this guy blow up on instagram and i was like i remember (laughs) it like on the bus onto to a road game i was like yo i he used to be my trainer and all my teammates were like yeah okay like all right all right and um, so then I got into that one account I was talking about where I was like just starting to make a little bit of money. Him and a couple other like world-renowned trainers were doing a clinic there. So I was like, bet I'm pulling up. Right. Like, no way I'm missing this one. So he walks in the door and I was like, yo, you remember me? He's like, B, what up? I was like, what up, dude? <laughs> and it was like, it was like crazy and so I, I shoot the whole clinic i make a little mix which looking back on it was pretty trash in my opinion because i was just starting but right 
at the end there, I was like, yo, DJ, you need an intern at all? I just, because I was, I was about to not do it. I was about to not say anything. I was, then I was like, what happens if he says yes? Right. You know? So he was like, yeah, um, let me, uh, let me get your number and all that stuff. So then like a week or two goes by and I didn't hear anything. So I was like, all right, he was just, you know, being nice. Right. And then he hits me on IG and he was like, yo, can you come film tomorrow? And I was like, ecstatic, bro. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, so happy I actually took the initiative to ask, you know, and network with him. Yeah. But, and yeah, from, from there, the rest is history. I mean, it took, it took a while to adjust um, filming him and and whatnot. But now it's like that's what i really love to do yeah yeah and i said you guys have it seems like you guys have just like i said a great like i said working relationship that like you said you know you know what he wants he knows what you you want to do but uh like i said being able to watch you guys connect like i said on 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 the court and i said you're kind of doing your thing he's kind of doing his thing and just like you guys make it make it just really really work which i think has been really really cool to watch and like honestly like we'll we'll take that back to almost like how we got connected it was like so it was uh june 2021 and uh like i said i'm getting i'm getting ready to to go out of town actually for my birthday and uh one of my one of my guys hit me up matt trudeau i guess i'll shout out matt real quick but uh director of recruiting at hoop group like text me and we're just like BSing, talking back and forth, this, this, this. And he's like, yo, when are we going to like work and collab on a camp and this? And, uh, I was like, well, I'm about to, I'm about to go out of town. What do you guys have coming up? And like, he like, I mean, they got oh, Bob Hurley coming They this, this, this. And he's like, well, we got DJ Sackman weekend coming up here at the end of June. I'm like, well, what days? And he's like, well, the 24th, 25th, 25th, 26th, something like that. So I was like, well, I saw my birthday. I plan on going out of town. I'm literally about to like buy these plane tickets. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of like a one chance that like I can just like, I guess, meet DJ or like work with DJ, do be somehow connected with DJ. And like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do it. So I like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to pack up, hit the road. That was an eight-hour trip. Just drove straight out to the Poconos. (laughs) Crazy trip. And like, I pull up and like, they got me staying in these cabins. So this is my first time ever being at the Poconos um, for the for Hoop Group Skills. And, like, so I'm like, okay, I stay the night and, like, get up. And I'm like, okay, let's now it's my birthday. Things are clicking. Things are going well. And then here yeah. comes time for the camp. And I'm like, yo, kind of, and I'm not going to say, like, a fanboy or this, this, this. But, like, I'm from small, small, small town, West Virginia, that, like, I'm not probably not supposed to be where I'm at. And, like, things have been moving really, really well. And, like, the people you look up to are like, okay, the world renowned trainers. So you're DJ Sackman, you're Jordan Lolly, like uh, Tyler Ralph, Michael Lancaster, and like these guys that I've been following for forever. And I'm like, dude, DJ's coming over to talk to me. And I'm like, this is kind of wild. And like the camp that weekend was dope. A lot of really good content was shot. But like, more importantly, like I was going to do whatever I could to just like, like not solidify myself, but like, I'm going to work as hard to provide as much value to, to DJ and kind of like show like how credible I am. So kind of like how you were, Hey, I'm going to shoot your videos for free. This, 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 I'm like, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to demonstrate the drills. I'm going to go as hard as I can just to like help make you, you and your life a little bit easier. 
but also yeah. like we could connect off of that. So the first day went really well. I said the, the day of my birthday and we went out for drinks that night. And it was like, I think that was, like I said, a day that I'll kind of like never like forget, but it was just like, that was a moment that like, man, I've been looking, like looking up to this dude. And like, now I finally get a chance to connect with him. Now I'm like, okay, that, that would have never happened. Or this podcast would have never happened if I never went, took the leap to drive to the Poconos for this camp. So that's where we got connected. I'm like, I'm so glad we did because like now we have a really good relationship, working friendship. And like, like I said, I'm anxious to see like where you really go, but also kind of like how we can kind of help grow each other. Yeah. A hundred percent. And the whole leap of faith thing is huge. Right. So right. Could you imagine if you never did that? hundred you know, percent. Like we never be sitting here on this podcast right now. So. <laughs> Right. So I was like, well, I'm going to do whatever I can. So the next thing you know, okay, DJ Sackman, the second weekend in July hits. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back. Heck with it. So I'm like, okay, we went back. Me, you, DJ, Justin Cooper shows up. So the four of us are now rocking. And then now the next thing you know is like, okay, Hoop Group Future All-American Camp comes. So I'm like, okay, let's go back for a third weekend. So like, just like I said, being able to help grow and network and like being able to provide value to other people just like allowed me to get in the room one that's big with like i said people people who you're looking to network with and like where you want to be so of course like i said i want to become a a world-renowned global skills trainer like like dj so like if i want to get like that you got to connect and network like that so like i said none of this would have ever happened like if i never just like you know what screw it i'm just up and leaving and like i'm so glad it did because like i said it just it worked out for for a lot of different avenues. And like I said, very, very fortunate to, to have met you so far and like really, really stoked to see, like I said, what you kind of have in, in store for the future here. Yes, sir. So yeah, like I mean. t- take like wh- all, everything you've done, like I said, and like been able to travel with DJ, where all has your work been able to take you? Like I said, where all of you have been all over the country and if, the, if not the world, where have you been? Um, yeah, so we went on a little mini tour last summer where we hit, hit florida twice um omaha nebraska two places in texas um lubbock and borgia texas um north dakota north carolina that's pretty much it but i mean we have plans on going all over again soon right but yeah hoop group events new haven connecticut but pre-COVID, I was supposed to, we were supposed to be doing some, some across the uh, across the sea type of stuff, where we were going to go to Turkey, all this stuff. Right. But that, we had to put that on hold. So. Right, which I think is super, super cool because, like I said, you 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 started just by picking up a your drone, then picking up a camera, and the next thing you know, yeah. like like you were taking, like I said, your camera everywhere. Now almost like your camera is kind of taking you everywhere, which is kind of super dope, and like being able to see the, see the world, see the country and like make some money while you do it. But also like have these crazy memories of like all these different places you're able to work and shoot at. Exactly. Yeah. It's been, it's been great to be honest with you. Yeah. So honestly, like, where do you see this kind of taking you? Like what's next? Like, do you have, do you personally have any short term, like long term goals? And like, if there is like, what's like an official like end game, I want to do this before I call it Dunzo. I don't think there is an end game for me. I think I'm always going to be creating regardless of my age, regardless of my status, regardless of any of that. I do have a couple goals on just doing 
I want to get outside my comfort box a little bit. Right. So, like, doing, let's say, real estate videos or weddings. or I shot a couple weddings, but they're a different animal, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just kind of just learning, keep, keep learning, keep doing different things, I think is huge. Because it's easy to get boxed up in creativity. Right. And stuff like that when it comes to creating. Um, other than that, I'm just going to take it day by day, learn every day, and, you know, see where it takes me. Because it's taken me great places so far. Yeah. yeah. 100%, 100%. Like I said, hopefully nothing but nothing but the best. And it just keeps moving and pushing forward. Um, yeah. So if you can, I always like to ask these last couple questions. But, like, give me one piece of advice that you could kind of share to anybody that's like looking to follow in like the same career path or same journey that you've done? I would say there's two things and that's network, 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 and trusting the process. Um, you're going to have your, your days where you don't feel good enough, where you don't think your edits are good and everyone has them, but you have to start somewhere. Right. And just keep building every day and keep learning every day and, you know, trust, just believe in yourself and it's basically what I'm, what I'm thinking, like, that's, that's what kind of got me to where I was. Yeah, 100%. And I think yeah. that's big because, like, I feel like so many people, like, you said trust the process and, like, um, like, almost not like a you want to prove anybody wrong or anything, but it's more of like a, I just want to prove myself right. And like, just yeah, kind of keep, you want to prove yourself, yeah. exactly. So like, keep kind of pushing, keep believing in yourself. And like I said, there's days you probably wake up and like, yeah, you probably still love videos, still love editing, but you're like, man, I could be doing a million other things than this right now. But like, you yeah. just kind of, like I said, stick with it, keep, keep pushing. Like eventually like I said, you'll have that little breakthrough and then oh, nothing but the best and good luck from there. Right. Yeah, 100%. So another question I'd love to ask anybody, and it's just, I, I, it's just a basketball-related. Um, I need to know, in Brad Nielsen's opinion, who are the top three players of all time in your mind? So, like, give me uh, number three, number two, then number one, one being the GOAT. Um, number three, I'm going to have to go with – it's going to be a heated little – I'm probably going to get some feedback on this one. But – Number three, I'm going LeBron. Hmm. Two, I'm going Kobe. One, one's going Jordan. Okay, so now exp explain why why LeBron, why Kobe, why Le why Jordan. It's just basically pretty biased in my opinion. I just like the <laughs> the killer instinct in Kobe and Jordan. Right. To be honest with you, I think that's I don't know. Right, so let me ask you a question. Now, let's just say LeBron decides to win two more games, or he had, or two two more championships, and he ties Jordan. <clears throat> so he's got they both got six rings, but then does it turn into like career stats? Because then technically LeBron will probably own most of the stats and be number one. Or are you just sticking with Jordan regardless of rings? So. I guess we'll have to have that talk when he gets a few rings. So I'm not sure. <laughs> right. 
That sounds good. So, like I said, I, uh, Brad, it's been uh, it's been fun, kind of like I said, chatting with you, and like I said, hearing your journey and, and how we got connected and what you're looking to do. So, like, if you can, give us your social media handles. Um, that way, like I said, anybody that wants to follow you can follow you, your journey, but also if they want to reach out to you, they can, like I said, shoot you messages from there. Yeah, so my uh, Instagram is Brad Nilsen underscore visuals. And that's basically where I live. I mean, I have TikTok, but I don't really do too much on right. it. Um, and most of my work is on Hoop Study or DJ's page. So cool. Yep. Shout out. Shout out Hoop Study. Shout out DJ. Shout out Brad Nelson <laughs> underscore Visuals. Give them a follow. Shoot them a message. Said anybody wants to reach out to Brad, get in touch with him. Said hit him up there. Um, like I said, Brad, this has been dope. Said super, super uh, uh, glad we could finally connect on this. And like I said. Uh, learn more about your life and your journey and like what you're looking to do and like said nothing but nothing but love over this way and like i said i'm anything you ever would need just like i said let me know gotcha appreciate you having me jack